It's not about us taking the enthusiasm and what do we do about it. It's listening to the people who come forth and how they want to participate. If the Democrats get in, they're going to raise your taxes. You're going to have crime all over the place. You're going to have people pouring across the border. So why would that be a blue wave? I think it could be a red wave. You're listening to the Nolan Cleary Network on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Your one-stop shop for 2018 midterm coverage. Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Nolan Cleary. Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. This week, I talked with Dr. Kat London, a candidate for U.S. Senate, hoping to unseat Susan Collins in 2020 about Taylor Swift's first political endorsement, Kanye West's Oval Office visit, and more. Um, 
Kitchen. talk about a lot about the Affordable Care Act and providing health care to everyone. Um, one of the plans that's been proposed by many Democrats in Congress is the Medicare for All plan, and that's been backed by Bernie Sanders and, uh, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Do you think that that's the right way to go? Um, yeah, why or why not? Everybody in the country deserves care. 
Mm. Mm. Um, interesting. So my next yeah, the money's in the system. We're just doing it very inefficiently right now. Yeah. Yeah. So my next uh, question is uh wh why why declare your candidacy now? Why not wait until after the midterms? What what uh what made you decide to to declare your candidacy right now? Special interest groups, but uh, my yeah, next. I really wish they were, you know, were like NASCAR and you know, were all their where all their money came from on them. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So my next question is: Right now, well, obviously, I've, as I've mentioned, uh, there's a group that's trying to raise two million dollars for whoever. Right. Yeah, Eddie Barkins group. Um, and right now, um, there are a bunch of different uh, Democrats that have been mentioned. Uh, Sarah Gideon, the Speaker of the Maine House of Representatives, yep. is thinking about it. Uh, Zach Ringelstein, who's the Democrat running this year for the Senate, he's the Democratic nominee yep. for Senate this year, he's, he said, and then of course, what made all the headlines, which made the SNL skit, um, is that Susan, Susan Collins. So my question is, Susan Rice, right? Sorry, I get the two Susans confused. Yeah. So my 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 uh, my my question to you is, um, if you had to make the case to, uh, um, sorry, what was the activist's name? Uh, oh, um, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, Addie, Addie Barkin. Addie Barkin. If you had to make the case to Addie Barkin's group. If Addie Barkin's group came to you and said, why should we give this $2 million to you and not Susan Rice or Zach Ringelstein or any of these other candidates, what would you say to them? Well, they've already said that they're going to, if the money's going to change, whoever wins the Democratic primary in 2020. So, and I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. All I will say is that I was there before the money. These all came crawling out of the woodwork when they cost a million dollars. Mm. So, and I mean, there's just a lot of people who are debating, tossing their hats.
GOP call themselves the fiscally conservative party because they're the ones who put us more and more into debt. Yeah. But they do it by spending the money on war, and not on our infrastructure. Yeah. And, and not on, on our education. And mm. not on our health care. Um, you know, to do a, 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 a tax cut while increasing military spending and say that they're going to take it away from Medicare and Social Security, which are not entitlements. Those are the programs that we pay into. website in regards uh, on the position page in regards to border security you say and i quote i am horrified of the images of children in cages separated from their parents i do not recognize this america this has to stop is there any way out, outside of that incident obviously is there any way we can strengthen our borders in your mind well i'm not sure that, that our borders need to be strengthened in the way that they're describing um, we've always been a country of immigrants. I'm an immigrant. You know, I'm a, a second-generation-born American. So unless you're Native American, um, what are you talking about? <laughs> Let's start from there. And immigrants, you know, built this country and will continue to do so. So I think we have to define what we mean by strengthening our borders. And, you know, I, I don't think a wall is going to do. You know, in that sense, This year, uh, there is a crucial gubernatorial election to replace the controversial Republican Governor Paula Page. Democratic Attorney General Janet Mills is running against Sean Moody in a tight race. Now, my first question in regards to this is, do you support the Democratic nominee, or do you endorse or support, slash support, whatever you want to say, do you uh, support the Democratic nominee, Janet Mills? Yes, I do support the Democratic nominee, Janet Mills. Um, now, if Sean Moody ends up winning, if the Republican ends up, Sean Moody ends up winning, and you end up winning the Senate race in 2020, um, would you, uh, would you, would there be issues you'd be willing to work with Sean Moody on if you end up... Republicans to 
something, you, you have something better, let's say us. Yeah. And how can we work together to make this work mm-hmm. and, and not add layers of administration and hassle for positions? We have such a big position burnout that that is the highest um, rate of suicide right now in this country. It's positions. Mm. Now. It, it's two to four times the rate of any other group. Yeah. That's a problem. That is. Um, but anyways, so my next, my next question, uh, is, uh, obviously this year there's also a Senate race, um, now right now it's looking to be a three-way race between, uh, Senator Angus King, who is an independent, uh, who votes with the Democrats, so if, let's say the Senate ends up being, yeah, yeah, caucuses with them, so if there ends up being a 49-49 tie this year between Republicans and Democrats, which there very uh, which there very well may be, then the two independents in the Senate, uh, Bernie Sanders and Angus King, are the ones that are going to give Democrats the bare majority. Um, now, uh, the people challenging him, obviously, there's um, Eric Brakey. We've talked about him a little bit on his show. I, I'm on my show. I I I, I know. I'm, I'm guessing you don't support him since he, he he's more of a libertarian republican um i know him from the state level and i'm i'm not a huge fan yeah I'll leave it at that. yeah um but there but number one there's a democrat uh zach ringelstein, zach ringelstein yeah. uh, and the, I, I happen to be i happen to like angus king i think he's done a good job so do you so, support him for or do you support zach ringelstein i support angus king i think he's done a really good job so i'm going to So uh, the next question is, um, you know, everybody, obviously, obviously everybody was talking about how, you know, Susan Collins, how she voted for Kavanaugh and that led to Kavanaugh narrowly getting confirmed. A member of your party, Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, voted yes on Kavanaugh. Do you believe that he is as much to blame for Kavanaugh's nomination as Collins is? Sorry to hear about that. Sorry to hear about the, uh, the that experience you had at uh, age fourteen. Unfortunately, you know, minimally one in four women will experience that. Yeah. Minimally. So for all the people out there saying, "Well, now your son might be, you know, falsely accused," well, the rates of that are astronomically small. I have two sons who were raised no means no. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about them being falsely accused, but I am worried about my nieces. 
Yeah. Now, in 2014, Susan Collins was real, as you said, she was reelected by a big margin, um, yeah. 36 points. Um, and she, she won by a margin of 37 points, which is a big margin for any senator, especially in uh, a, a swing, sort of lean, bluish state. Um, do you think the Kavanaugh issue alone is going to be enough to take her down in 2020? I think a strong candidate combined with that, um, not, and, and combined with the and with the, what she did on the tax vote, mm-hmm. last question I have uh, before we get into the news is uh, what is the number one thing you hope to accomplish as senator? Um, fixing healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, should we move on to the news? or? Sure. Alright, so the first bit of news is about former Governor David Patterson. For those who don't know, he was he was a Democrat from New York. He was the governor of New York. He was never elected, but what happened was he was lieutenant governor under David Patterson, uh, or not, sorry, under Elliot Spitzer, and then when Elliot Spitzer resigned due to a prostitution scandal, he, um, he uh, resigned, or he became governor, and he became the first African-American governor of New York, and I think the second legally blind governor in the entire country. Um, but he ended up not running for a full term because there was this controversy, there was this scandal because I think he was using, I think it had something to do with like using taxpayer money to get Yankees tickets or something like that. And that became controversial. And then there was this whole string of corruption, you know, corrupt allegations. And that led to eventually the our attorney general, Andrew Cuomo, challenged him in the primary and then he said he wasn't going to run for a full term in 2010 and that and now we have Andrew Cuomo but now he's considering another run for public office because right now the New York City public advocate role is actually kind of a big role in New York City because um, uh, for starters uh, Bill de Blasio was New York City public advocate and now he's um, He's the mayor, and now the current New York City public advocate, Tish James, Letitia James, uh, is now on track to be the next attorney general. Most people believe the Republican Keith Wolford isn't going to win, so it's a bit. So that's a statewide position and a big one. So um, now he's thinking because he's a New York City resident, and if Tish, if Tish James, uh, of course, if she does get elected, she'll have to resign, and I think that'll lead to a special election for New York City public advocate. So now David Patterson is thinking of getting back into the political ring and running for New York City public advocate. So, bit odd. that he has name recognition even in spite of his past controversies. Yeah. insight as to 
Yeah. Well, I talked to some people that knew him that said that um, he's he's a pretty moderate Democrat, which was odd because New York New York is a really blue state. But he was almost more like libertarian. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I live upstate, and a lot of people upstate will complain. Like, typically, the way you can tell if your governor is popular or not is if they they talk about them in a negative. Like, if whenever you talk to somebody that lives in that state, if they like talk about that governor in a negative spot and say, way and says, "Oh, this governor is screwing everything up," yada yada yada, it's making me harder to live. That typically is an indication of what most people feel not always but sometimes is like i was talking to somebody like a year ago who lived who was from chicago and he was like oh this republican governor we have bruce rauner he's just terrible he's just screwing up the state well bruce rauner is very unpopular there his approval ratings are terrible but if you if you ask like somebody who lives in massachusetts They'll like about their governor. They'll, like they'll they'll typically talk about Charlie Baker in a really really positive way, right. be- because Charlie Baker is almost like the Pope to them. He's like just this really. They. they... When I was in Massachusetts, Mitt Romney was not popular. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you come to New York, it's an interesting thing because if you talk to anybody upstate, like I've talked to people upstate, like where where I live all the time, and they'll typically say. Oh, well, you know, Cuomo's ruining everything. Cuomo sucks. He's so terrible. He's just a corrupt Democratic governor. He just, uh, he just, like a lot of people right now, the current allegation is that the decisions he's making are only decisions because he's only making those decisions because he wants to gear himself up for a 2020 presidential run. Because he's been... My father, Yeah. But I talked to a lot of people that live downstate that think, oh yeah, Cuomo, he's a pretty cool guy. He's right. a, because that's so, that, that's. So that's why when you say that New York is blue, I'm like, wait a minute, no, no, that's a lot of shady. Yeah. Well, I got my taste of that. Um, when I lived in New York, I was very involved with the American Tech Bill, the New York Academy of Yeah. Because we've had so many representatives from upstate. And and these are family docs, you would think they'd be leaning the same as me, but hell no. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. It was shocking. Yeah. This, this, this um, topics that I thought were not going to be controversial to a family physician. Yeah. And So should we...
Um, but anyway, should we continue? Uh, okay. So, or, so the next story um, that uh, I was going to talk about, which was making a lot of headlines more nationally, was uh, involving Taylor, Taylor Swift because she made her first political endorsement towards Phil Bredesen, Democrat from Tennessee, for U.S. Senate. So what are your thoughts on Taylor Swift making the endorsement towards Phil Bredesen? And what? here's an interesting question. What are your thoughts on Phil Bredesen? Because uh, I know a lot of Democrats like him, but recently he said that if he were in the Senate, he would have been he would have voted for Brett Kavanaugh. He would have voted yes on Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation. So what are your thoughts on Phil Bredesen? He's the governor, and he's running against Marsha Blackburn, who is a U.S. representative. Because Bredesen's trying to do this thing where he's like, he's trying to, he has to run a moderate campaign because Tennessee is considered a typically Republican state. If he wins, he'll be the first Democratic senator since the Al Gore era. Yeah, so he's... Yeah. Well, neither do I, but it was making a lot of headlines. <laughs> that says a lot about, you know, our country right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I might choose some comedians who, you know, actually seem to follow politics well. Um, you know, <laughs> um, Yeah, I th- <laughs> um, Yeah. Well, I guess people were talking a lot about this because I guess for years, like she would never talk about politics, and I guess like there it was like almost this running gag that she would never talk about politics. There were even people during the 2016 election. Apparently, there were like a t- a ton, like a record number of people that were Googling who is Taylor Swift endorsing for president. And there were all these rumors for years that because she was from Tennessee and because she kind of had, like a lot of times she would, when she talk about religion and stuff, she'd have very traditionalist values. And that led to people thinking, oh, maybe she's a conservative. Um, but apparently not. Got it. Yeah. That's okay. It's up there with like Sarah, you know, it, it's, um, we idolize the wrong people in this country. Um, yeah. You know, it's, uh. Do you, you want to move on to the next issue? Yeah, let's, let's get more <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Senator Heidi Heitkamp, Democrat from North Dakota. Yeah, she voted no on Kavanaugh. She apparently said on. CNN that she originally was going to she told CNN she was originally going to vote yes on Brett Kavanaugh. Because it was better for her politically. Yeah. Yes, but she said after that, that I did follow actually. Yes. Um but what happened was um she the um her, her got her. Yeah. She donated for her campaign. Well, That's they true. asked her on CBS. They said cuz she said well she said the reason she voted no is cuz she watched his testimony. And then I think one interviewer said, oh, well, if he was falsely accused, why, you know, why would he act like this? And then she said, um, I think she said there was one moment that per- in particular during the testimony he gave that really turned her off, which I, I think it was when he said to Senator Feinstein, I think it was when it might have been what you mentioned when he said to Senator Feinstein, oh, would you have uh gotten drunk, you know, haven't you ever blacked out and gotten drunk and... That was, a, that was 
yeah. Yeah, but I guess. How many times have we mentioned beer? Yeah. Well, did you see that? Did you see that Samuel Jackson? Did you see the Samuel Jackson video they put out where they like re-edited the scenes? For... Yeah. But anyways, so apparently she's trailing Representative Kevin Kramer, who's the Republican running by 9 to 12 points, and some people are, like, uh, it was pretty close. He, he had a little bit of a lead in the polls originally because, you know, it's, right. it's North Dakota. Right. That, that kind of slammed her, but I donated to her campaign over it. Yeah. Because I was like, come on, Ann, let's see if we can help her. But what are your thoughts? Yeah. But do you, do you think that that's going to hurt her? Uh, in the long run, um, or what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I'm just sort of the same as she is. So this is the difference between, like, a, a Collins and someone like me. You know, so Heidi is more like, well, we're going to follow our conscience and we actually have a pulse. <laughs> yeah, so and it gives me hope for politics in the future, that, that, that there are actually honest Is there anything else you want to add, or should we move on? Yeah. So this was another uh, thing making all the headlines was Nikki Haley. She resigned as ambassador as ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, what were your thoughts on Nikki Haley's tenure as ambassador, and what are your thoughts on her resigning? I mean, people are talking already. I mean, forget the 2020 presidential race. I've heard people saying she might run in 2024 if if Trump gets reelected. Yeah. 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 So, um... If you if you could recommend somebody if you were a senator right now and you could recommend somebody to Trump to replace Nikki Haley who would you replace or is there anybody you would recommend? president, if there's a Democratic president in all, like, let's say Hillary Clinton won. If Hillary Clinton was president right now... Yeah, there, now she can't run against you. Yeah, <laughs> There you go. She was yeah. Yeah. Here, I'll be senator, you be, you get your old job back. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to add, or should we move?
story this actually probably hits home for you it's regarding senate judiciary candidate uh, committee chairman chuck chuck grassley republican from utah he is now pledging to raise three million dollars for susan collins republican from maine in 2020 in response to uh Katie barkin, barkin keep, i keep forgetting his name to his um group uh prominent uh currently trying to raise $2 million for whoever the Democrat is. So what are your thoughts on uh, Chuck Grassley raising $3 million? You'll just have to beat it. Huh? You'll just have to beat it. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. You'll flatten all your lawns. Mr. Grassley, it's time for you to retire. You're old and tired. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add, or should we uh, leave it at that? Okay, all right. So, um, looking to the 2020 presidential race, um, this is kind of new. I mean, you've probably heard rumors that Sanders or Warren or Harris uh, or Booker or even Biden are going to run. But now, apparently, I think we've talked about this in past, I've talked about this in past episodes, how Michael Bloomberg is thinking about getting his name into the ring. Well, this week... Yeah, he's going to be registered That's what I was about to say, yeah. This week, uh, Michael Bloomberg, the former mayor of New York City, officially became a Democrat. He was a Democrat until 2001 when he became a Republican to run for mayor. Then during his time as mayor, he became an independent. And he was just an independent from that point on, but he had very liberal views. He often funded Democratic candidates. And now he has officially become a Democrat again. What are your thoughts on Michael Bloomberg uh, once again becoming a Democrat? And do you think he'd be a good candidate for your party in 2020? Or a good nominee for your party to go against Trump in 2020? Support him if he. Uh, okay. Yeah. What if it were Joe Manchin? What if it were Joe Manchin? Would you support him? else you want to say about this or should we move on? Move on. Alright. So I hate to keep talking about celebrities. I hate to keep giving them attention but that Kanye West rant in the light in the Oval Office. Okay, he needs a, he needs a really good psychiatrist. Yeah. Somebody needs to rebalance his medication. Mm-hmm. So is that it? You just want to put this down?
on and then... Yeah. All right, so you... So, uh, okay, so then let's move on to the next issue then. Uh, so, the Secretary of State of Georgia, Brian Kemp, Republican, uh, is apparently being accused of suppressing uh, vote, the vote in, uh, in the governor's race. Specifically, he's being accused of suppressing minority voting. He's currently challenging Stacey Abrams. Um, yeah, Stacey Abrams is awesome. Yeah, who's she's hoping to be the first African American female to be elected governor of any state in American history, um, and he has now been accused of suppressing the vote. Um, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that um, that 
I, I know you're saying that uh, Republicans, you know, that might help, Kavanaugh getting confirmed might help them. Do you think that uh, Kavanaugh getting confirmed could help Democrats in some elections? I hope so. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the issue? Or? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it. So thank you again for joining me. Before you go, why don't you tell everybody where you can be found on social media? Um, so my campaign website is Dr. Spelled Out, CatEdenForMe.com, and uh, Twitter is DrCatNumberForMe.com or Dr. Kayad. Thank you again for joining me, and good luck with your campaign. And now, an exclusive preview of my first podcast special the history of midterms the road to 2018 coming november 2nd democrats lost the house they'd controlled for all but four years since 1932 they lost the senate they controlled for all but six of the previous 40 years not a single Republican incumbent lost a congressional or gubernatorial race. We're now projecting officially that Democrats win control of the House. This has been a kind of a foregone conclusion for some hours, but we wanted to be able to have a chance to put it up in lights, and there you see it in front of our desk. Exciting things, folks. CNN is now ready to make a major projection. Uh, the Republicans will take control of the House of Representatives. We are coming on the air right now because ABC News can now project that Republicans will take control of the Senate. The midterms, the middle of the president's term, a consequential time for the party in the White House. This year, 33 seats are up in the Senate. All 435 are up in the House. Can Democrats sweep both chambers of Congress in a referendum against Trump? What will this mean for the 2020 presidential election? The history of midterms, the road to 2018, a study of past elections, a preview to the future. A podcast special coming Friday, November 2nd on the Nolan Cleary Network on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.